0: Let's go ahead and get out our our Bibles and and go to the book of Mark, chapter 10. I want to start a new series of messages tonight. And uh, my title, as you know, we gave you those cards to hand out last week, uh, called Faith for Finances. Faith for Finances. Anybody interested in that tonight? Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and take a moment to pray. Father, we're so thankful, thankful for this opportunity to study Your Word, to look to You. And Father, like I've talked to You about already and prayed, we're looking to You for answers and for direction and for help, for revelation, truth that makes people free in this area of their life. Uh, it's not our desire, it's not Your desire that any one of us be in bondage financially, be under the gun, be under, the, uh, be a, a, under a load of debt and, and financial strain, but, I, Father, I thank you that the truth sets free here, and so we look to you. You give us answers and direction. You show us what to do and what to say and what to pray. Lord, we put our trust in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you come ready to believe God with me for, for supernatural uh, help. Amen. Amen. And not that we shouldn't always do that, but, you know, I've really been seeking the Lord and, 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 and asking him to help me help you. Amen. And uh, someone said, well, I'm not really having problems. If, you, if that's your answer, then you have a problem. <laughs> because this is not one of those uh, messages and subjects that just concern those who are maybe behind financially. This is all of us. And unless, unless you have somehow figured out how to live life outside of the financial arena, <laughs> then this applies to you. All right? It takes, it takes moolah." <laughs> Money, honey, for every single one of us to function in this world. Praise the Lord. The gospel's free, right? And uh, salvation is free, but food isn't. <laughs> and uh, housing isn't, and electricity isn't, and, and vehicles, and, and uh, clothing, and all the things that, uh, that are needed in life. And so uh, this is for all of us now, okay? Every single one of us, whether you've been having tight times or, or just flowing in abundance... Uh, we need to understand God's will and God's plan concerning our financial situation, okay? And uh, I know this, that many uh, in our our time, because of economic hardships in our country and really around the globe, that uh, there are more people who are, you know, really in a position to believe God uh, than there were just a few years ago. And so I'm aware of that and I want to encourage you. <laughs> God is on your side. Amen. I tell you what, you've not been left alone, and uh, and and we're uh, we're going to hear from heaven. Praise the Lord. We're going to get some wisdom and revelation knowledge that will absolutely make a difference. Praise God. So, where are you looking? Let's look up, huh? Amen. Let's look to the Lord for our help. Let's not look to man. Let's not lean upon the the strength of flesh. Let's not just lean upon the wisdom of man or your great rich uncle or. Or, or, or to, you know, you know, your credit cards or, or, or whatever it is. Let's lean upon the Lord. Let's look to Him for increase. In Mark chapter 10, scripture says in verse 27, 10 27, Jesus, it says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but with God, uh, but not with God, for with God all things are are possible. Say that with me. With God, all things are possible. Now say it with me at the same time. With God, all things are possible. Say it again. With God, all things are possible. Again. With God, all things are possible. Again. With God, all things are possible. Amen. You believe that? With the Lord all things are possible. You know, in Luke chapter 18, Luke's account of this same thing, Uh, Jesus said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. If it looks impossible to man uh, with God, it's possible. There's a way. If I can't see a way, all that says is that I can't see a way (laughs) it doesn't mean there is no way it just means I can't see the way I may not know the way it doesn't mean there is no way because with God there is always a way there is a way amen and then in in Mark chapter 14 you're right there close Mark 14 and verse 36 Jesus praying he said Abba, Father, all things are possible with you. Notice Jesus began his prayer to the Father, and he started that way. He said, Father, with you, anything can happen. With you, all things are possible. Amen. Now listen, when when you and I say that, or we pray that, or we declare that all things are possible with God, does that make all things possible with Him? No. Whether I say that all things are possible with God or not doesn't change the fact that He is who He is. And He is almighty and all-powerful, and with Him all things are possible. And so by me saying it, it doesn't make him all able to do anything. It simply reminds me. It gets me on the same page with him. Because if I never remind myself and stir myself up about the all ability of God, I could tend to drift and think that he's maybe more like us in the sense of limited. That, you know, in some situations, there's just no way to change it. Hmm? Because we'll talk to people. And sometimes you may get the counsel of man. And said, they may tell you, you have really dug yourself in a hole here. And I don't see any way that you can get out of this. I mean, you are (laughs) L-stuck-O. You are in trouble. There is nothing you can do about this. This is just the way it is. And, 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 And man will give us that answer. Because we're limited, and we don't see everything, but when you look back to the Lord, it would be a good idea to remind yourself of what He's like, all right? I don't need to be reminded of what I'm like. I know me. I know my limitations. I need to be reminded of what He's like, and there is nothing that is too difficult for Him. All things are possible. So let me ask you this. Is it any more difficult for God to get money to you in a bad economy? Think about it now. Is it any more difficult? Is it easier for God to prosper you in a good economy? I think a lot of times we might think, well, yeah, we just got to stick this thing out. You know, all the bad news and all the layoffs and all the employment numbers and all the things going down. But listen, we need to catch ourselves thinking as if God is somehow hindered by the economy. And I tell you what, believers all day long, it's hard to say that word, believers, in this context. (laughs) But Christians all day long, we do that to the Lord. I've caught myself doing that before, just thinking, well, this, you know, period will end after a while, things will come up. And it's not that I don't want that because we want everyone to do well. We want our country to do well, all this stuff. But listen, let's not let ourselves go there in our minds where we think that God is somehow limited. His resources are vast. They're unlimited. He has no lack of sight, no lack of foresight, no lack of of ways to get to you what you need. I'm telling you, we've got to keep our minds stirred up in this. It is no more difficult. Listen, God creates the universe with a word. Do you think he can get you? The money you need, I'm telling you, he has no problem at all. There is no flickering of the lights in heaven for God to get you $4 billion tomorrow. Do you know that it's not hard for him to do that? Do you know that he doesn't go, how am I going to get this done? They need $4 billion. That amount of money or any amount of money is is no threat to God's position or power or ability. Say, couldn't you use a number that we can handle? (laughs) I realize some numbers are hard for us to grasp, but we need to understand from God's perspective. There is no no dollar amount that impresses Him. There is nothing that is too difficult for for Him. In fact, let's look at another scripture. Jeremiah chapter 32. many have been conditioned to expect hardship and financial struggles when there is doom and gloom in the news but could it be that so many of us when when times are good and the economy's booming and housing markets booming and all these things are happening could it be that really our trust has not been in the lord like we may have thought it was and we really we were just kind of riding the waves with unbelievers we were no different because when things when challenges hit them they hit us the exact same way and i want to raise the question i want to propose the concept that really it doesn't have to Not that I'm not sympathetic towards and feeling towards those who have been hit or have been laid off. But I'm telling you, if we will look to the Lord, if we will have our minds renewed to his awesome power, we can get through anything and not just barely scrape by and barely make it through life. God has not fallen off the throne. It is not difficult for him to replace your income that was coming from one place or maybe has subsided or, or maybe expenses have gone up. It is not difficult in a, for a moment for him to up the increase and up the financial inflow into your life. And I'm telling you, he's someone say, Well, God's not really interested in that stuff. Baloney baloney if you're interested in it he's interested in it if it affects you it affects his heart because he loves you and he has given his life for you everything he's done is about you and it's about me you can't tell me well he's not interested in some parts of our some of these things that are just kind of you know natural and material and listen if it impacts my life my dad cares about it My Father who loves me, cares about me. Jeremiah chapter 32. And let's read here verse 17. 32 and 17. It says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing Too hard for you. Say it out loud with me, that last line. There is nothing too hard for you. Say it again. There is nothing too hard for you. If ever you catch yourself thinking, man, I don't know how this can happen, stop. We don't need to be so mindful of, I don't know how it's going to happen. There's a gazillion things I don't know how it's going to happen. There's a gazillion things that I, I want to do that's on my plate, and I don't see, I, I don't see where it's going to go. I don't see how it's going to happen. I don't need to focus on that. Surprise, surprise, I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, but I do know this. The Lord didn't say, ah, oh, your blindness. And <laughs> the, the Word of God here said, no, ah, uh, ah, uh, wow, awesome, ah, uh, God, You made the heavens and the earth by your great power, your outstretched arm. There's nothing too difficult for you. I tell you, it wouldn't hurt us, especially if you're going through a battle, going through a struggle. If you take some time, you wake up in the morning, you go to bed at night and you take some time and you say thank you Lord you are mighty in power you are awesome in ability there is nothing that is out, that is out beyond your reach there is nothing that is beyond your ability to change and transform and, and to bring new praise God And as we live mindful of our great God instead of our limited ability I tell you what it will change the way we operate glory to God talking about faith for finances here Talking about the money man. <laughs> Talking about God who's able to get it to you. He's able to turn around circumstances and situations. And He's able to do it with no, uh, again, without breaking a sweat. <laughs> he He's just God. <laughs> he's just really good at stuff. <laughs> he, again, the scripture says the, He creates the heavens and the earth. And He can handle this. Look at down at the 27th verse. It says... Uh, uh, behold I am the Lord the God of all flesh is there anything too hard for me what's the answer to that question you knew nothing nothing is too difficult for him praise God how can I operate in faith concerning finances I'll tell you it's by keeping my eyes on his power not my lack of it It's by keeping my eyes and focus on His ability to work in any person's life. Yeah, but I've messed up my life. That's why I'm I'm having struggles. God specializes with people who mess up their lives. (laughs) His resources are not limited towards those who do everything right. It's not an excuse to be careless or, or irresponsible with what we have. But God in His great mercy reaches out His hand and His love toward us. Not just towards those who've got their act completely together. Because I'm telling you, none of us qualify then. There's no one who's made all right decisions concerning their finances. You've not made every right choice in your life. But I call upon the name of the Lord and say He is merciful and kind and He is willing and able to help me out in my time of need. Praise God. Praise God. And now Mark chapter 9. You were over there in Mark, so it's still got that crease in it, right? Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Mark 9 and verse 23. Everybody got it? Say amen when you do. Jesus said to him, if you can, what? Believe. Believe all things are possible to him who believes why are all things possible to him who believes it's because all things are possible with god (laughs) because he can do anything now all things become possible to us good question here is can we believe how many know the answer to that is already already settled We are already believers. (laughs) We're already born of God. If you've received Jesus, you are a believer. There is something inside of you that enables you to believe. So we can say by this scripture, God can do anything. And I can believe, therefore, I can do anything by his mighty power. Amen. I all of a sudden qualify to have God's supernatural provision in my life. Amen. Amen. And so the answer is yes, we can believe. Good question, though, would be will we? You have the ability. You have a, a, a deposit of God's very life and nature and confidence of faith inside of you. But will you believe? And this is where I just want to help tonight to just getting this thing started to stir you up a little bit, to take your believer and point it in the right direction. It's like, it, it's like, a, it's like a gun. And you've got your scope. But what are you pointing it at? I mean, you're loaded. God has filled you up with His Spirit, put His love in you, put the very faith of the Son of God in you. But what are you pointing at, man? <laughs> huh? And sometimes we're just, it's not that we 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 don't believe, it's just we're looking in the wrong, we're looking the wrong direction. What's in your scope? Some people are looking all around. I don't see anything. I don't know how this is gonna work. I'm a, I'm a believer, but what in the world? <laughs> oh, God, man, I need to zoom back a little bit. He's huge. <laughs> it's God and his awesome power and ability. Let's get him in our focus. That's how we believe. We say, I'm going to trust you, and I look at him. The more I look at him, the smaller my problem gets the more I keep him in my focus, all of a sudden these bills seem puny like I'm really worried about $100,000. Hmm? Say, oh, well, you kind of messed me up there. That still seems big to me. Look, get him in your scope. Amen. And the more you do, the smaller everything else looks. Remember the scriptures told us uh, that we should uh, magnify the Lord. What do you mean magnify the Lord? That kind, that's kind of like what we did at the beginning. Did we make him great and mighty in power by saying it? No. When we magnify the Lord, does he get bigger? It might sound like that. Magnify the Lord and God gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. No, God's already big. <laughs> He's already uh, filling the heavens. Come on. When we magnify the Lord, again, what's that doing? That's, that's impacting us. We're filling our minds, and as we do so, God, you are great. You are mighty in power. You are awesome and can do anything in my life. My mind is getting filled up, and there's no room for any doubt. There's no room for wavering. Can he? Will he? Is this even possible? I don't see anything. I'm looking back at him again. I'm getting my scope and my focus back on God's all ability, and it's pushing out every fear and every doubt and every question, and I walk away from there thinking, what have I been worried about? And that now puts us in position to receive and walk in the, the bounty and the fullness of what God has provided. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so if we keep our eyes on negative circumstances and our, and our inability to change them, it will be difficult to let your faith work. But as we fill our hearts with God's promise of provision, this is when we're setting ourselves up to walk in the fullness of His blessing. Now look at Romans chapter 8. Let's go a little bit further. Thank you, Lord. It's pretty good for Saturday night, huh? (laughs) Romans chapter 8. Pretty good for a few days after Christmas. God would actually talk to us. Stir our hearts because He has a plan. He has a will for you and for me. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. Verse 32, it says, He... Who did not spare His own Son, that's talking about the Father, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us, what? All things. Can you see the heart of the Father here? He's saying... Do you really think I'm going to give you my son and I'm not going to help you with your car payments? Do you really think I'm going to put my son upon the cross and give him for your life, but I'm not going to take care of your, your natural material needs or anything you need in life? Are we getting the picture here? If we were to compare the sacrifice of Jesus to anything, I tell you what, everything else is puny. The greatest debt, the greatest need, the biggest problem is puny in comparison to the gift of God's Son, to Jesus on the cross. And this is the perspective that God has. And I tell you what, if we can get it through our thick skulls, how much He loves us, how much He's interested in taking care of us and providing for us, it will severely alter our, uh, our trust in Him. Amen. Amen. When you know how much God loves you, praise God. Amen. And, and, and how many know His love for us is independent and really it, it, it was given to us before we showed up on the scene? His love for us is independent of our failure, independent of our lack or shortcomings. It's not wavering with how good we're doing that day. Amen. He gave His Son prior to us ever showing up on the scene, and He did it in advance. Amen, amen, amen. And so God takes no pleasure in your lack. It's not God's will that we build up credit card debt and lose our homes or or, or simply live as as those... Uh, who don't have such a great God, a loving Father, a one who, who, who provides and takes care of us. There ought to be a difference. There ought to be, and I tell you what, the difference, it is. It is what it is, whether we do it or not. No matter what we do, there is a difference. But we get our focus on Him. It'll allow us to take our faith and trust and say, in You, Lord, in You alone. Now I know that God's going to use people. He's going to use uh sometimes uh, by providing opportunities and so forth. He, and 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 he no doubt he uses opportunities for work and 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 advancement in this system. We don't discount that, but as a believer, we should never ever ever look to those things as what supplied my need. If Joel uh pays a pays a bill for me or provides something for me I don't see it as uh, now I'm going to thank Joel for being a tool in God's hand but I don't see it as Joel met my need I'm a believer I'm a child of God God met my need and used him and I appreciate and thank him for being used of God but ultimately I'm looking to him Amen. And we recognize Micron isn't my source or, or, or Hewlett-Packard or the hospital or the school system or, or whatever someone might work. That's not my source. In fact, if they dry up tomorrow, God's still going well. Yeah. Business is still good in heaven. Yeah. Amen. And I know that plays a trick with our mind. It's, I know it's, you know... Because of the way we live, it's easy for a person to get caught up in, if my paycheck isn't coming from here, what am I going to do? Here's the answer. We're going to trust God. We're going to believe that He actually is who He says He is. That He's actually able to do something when no one else can. And people don't know of a way. And you're getting counsel: Do this and file for bankruptcy here and do this over here and sell everything. Because you're in trouble, man. I'm not going to get in despair. I'm not going to be in fear. I am going to trust God. Amen. I'm going to believe that He is providing for me. That He is my source. I won't make you my source. I won't make my job my source. I won't make anything I know to do my source. I'm gonna trust Him. Come on now. Let's be believers. (laughs) Let's act like who we are. We're made of this stuff. Believing is natural for you. I'm telling you. Believing is a normal way of life. Believing means I don't see it, I don't have physical evidence. I trust what God said. That's natural for us. But again, you know, sometimes we get our eye off the ball. We get focused and concentrate on natural things. And all we're doing is limiting what God wants to do for us. I tell you what, He wants to do so much for you. It's not even, I, I, I don't want to be bombarded in heaven with how much He could have done for me. And if I'd have just got my eyes on Him. Instead of getting my eyes on everything I could figure out. Some of you are logical. You know, like me, I'm a, kind of a logical thinker. And you know, I like to see things. And that can be a hindrance. I mean, I like the way I am, but I think it's right. <laughs> but listen, it can be a hindrance. If you've got to have everything, all your ducks in a row and everything lined out. And if you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I tell you what, trust God. There'll be times for all of us. If we're ever going to do anything significant in life, there is going to be a time where you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how it's going to work. You don't, see the, you don't see, I say the source, but really it's the channel. Amen. This is the kind of people we are. We ought to be stirred up about living in the miraculous. Living in God's supernatural provision say, well, I don't really need that. I'm kind of on a fixed income and I've got it all planned out and I know what I'm going to do the next however many years I think I'm going to be alive and, and I've got this, this, and this. And, and, and that's not a good way to live. I'm telling you, there is a higher life. You might be okay and, and no one's going to throw stones at you and we want everyone to do well, but uh, listen, there's a higher life. It's called stepping out into the unseen realm. It's called stepping out when you don't really know where it's going to come from other than you know it's going to come from the Lord. Amen. And it's never, it's never a dull day. <laughs> your flesh will scream at times, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to magnify the Lord. You're going to lift up your eyes to Him where your help comes from. You're going to say, Lord, you're my source. You're my strength and my supply. Each and every day, no matter what I see, it's upon you I rely. And I'll trust you all of my days, no matter what everyone else says. Amen. I trust you. And we choose to do that. It's in your power. It's in your ability to do that every single day. And think about it. If we gave up all the time we spent fussing and worrying and pulling out our hair like, "Ah, what am I going to do? And we spent our time saying, thank you, Lord. You're always coming through. You never fail. <laughs> Glory to God. You never let me down. You're always there. Praise God. In Him, all our provision can be found. Go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Thank you, Lord. It's just really not God's will that any of us live struggling in finances. It's not God's will that we're thinking about it every day. Every day we're just thinking about, how am I going to do this? Now, don't be condemned if you're in the middle of that. If you are, it's the reason the Lord uh, stirred my heart to to teach on this. Seriously. Don't be condemned or beat up, man, I haven't been trusting God, obviously. Listen, God loves you. We're talking about this for a reason. Because He wants to bring you out. He wants to bring you up. And, uh, and, and again, we all need this. Praise the Lord. And so the Lord is, in fact, God has revealed himself to us as our provider. You ever seen that in a word? I mean, it's, it's one of his names. God revealed himself in the Old Testament by, by what we call sometimes redemptive names, covenant names. One of those things is he, is he named himself through Abraham the provider. I mean, that's interesting. He, you know, he's our sanctifier. He's our peace. He's our, he's our victory or our banner. He, he's our provider. That's who God is. It's one of his labels. All right. It's on his door to his office. Provider. God. Provider. You know, comma, provider. <laughs> what does a provider do? A provider provides. It's his job description. I mean, that's one of the things He exists to do, is provide. If not, you don't name yourself that. (laughs) You don't take the name provider unless you are one giving provision. As just a normal part of your livelihood and being, you provide things for others. In fact, if you are a provider, if it's your nature, if it's who you are, then you actually really enjoy it. If it's who you are, you get satisfaction out of providing, right? Just like skiers, if you are a skier, then you gain satisfaction out of skiing. Because you're a skier, skiing is what you do. If you are a skier and you never ski, you should stop calling yourself a skier, skier. (laughs) Right? If you are a plumber, you plumb. If you never plumb, stop calling yourself a plumber. <laughs> God is our provider. Why? Because he provides. Amen. Is he always the provider? That's because he always provides, he doesn't take years off. Well, I'm kind of on a sabbatical from providing. You guys are on your own for a while, and uh, I'm going to go on to sanctifying now. <laughs> I'm going I'm to be doing something else. No, God is a multitasker. He's able to heal. He's able to bring peace and joy and victory and provide all at the same time. And so never, never is there a day off. God is by nature, by who he is, always providing there is a constant and continual flow of god's provision coming out of him and so i want to know what to do if there's anything i need to do or if i if any way i need to think or believe so that i can be in line of that flow you know what i'm talking about like if i've got a hose and you want to be wet you should be in the right place to get wet, all right? And if God's providing, if there's anything I need to do to adjust my thinking, uh, my believing so I get under the spout, get get in line with that, then that's what I need to do, right? Amen. (laughs) We're having fun, if nothing else we're getting somewhere. In Genesis 22, let, let's go ahead and read in verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham, said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering uh, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Notice that word place. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Will what? That's interesting how he said, we're going to go there and worship, and we're going to come back. Why would he say we're going to come back when God told him, "Uh, your son, he's the sacrifice? Wouldn't he say, "Uh, I'll be back? (laughs) I'll be back. No, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. he said we'll be back well hebrews reveals a little bit more to us we won't take the time but it's in hebrews chapter 11 where it reveals to us that he believed that that god would raise him up he knew he 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 knew god to some degree this is before the law and everything but he knew the lord and he knew the lord wasn't about to kill his son he knew the lord wasn't going to take isaac away He said, well, if he has to do this, I I guess God's going to, if I have to do this, God's just going to raise him back up again. Verse 6 says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it. uh, Did I read in the right place? Laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and, uh, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. (laughs) And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. And you you know what that word there is? Some of you have it in your your translation, Jehovah-Jireh, right? The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And so this is the context of where God received a name called Provider. The Lord will provide. Now, that name, Jehovah-Jireh, Jehovah Jehovah is the word for Lord there, Jehovah-Jireh, Jehovah simply means the self-existent one, all right? And Jireh, if you look that word up, it actually means to see. So when we say Jehovah Jira, it is the self-existent one who sees. God who sees. And yet, we come out with the word provider from that, Jehovah, who sees, is the one who provides. Think about the word provision. What do we think of provision? We think, well, that's the money I need. That's the food and the clothing and the material sustenance that I need in my life. That's provision. But break the word apart. Can you see it already? Provision. It is, has to do with seeing. Pro being before. All right? It's seeing ahead of time. When the Lord reveals Himself to us as our provider, the one who sees, understand where that's com- where He's coming from. The Lord is showing us that He sees ahead into our life to make available for us everything that we're going to need when we get there. Amen. And so there's not something I'm stumbling upon in life where it's a surprise to me. And wow, where in the world did this come from? I didn't see that coming. God saw it coming. Well, what, well, what good does that do me? It doesn't bring me much comfort that God saw it coming. It does if you know who He is. He's a skier. <laughs> He's a provider. He provides. He sees what's coming and makes sure that when you get there, everything's going to be taken care of. There's enough resources for you to uh, exist and really thrive in life. If you think about the ram here, the ram that was caught in a thicket, it almost looks like, well, what a coincidence. I mean, here we are, and God said, don't sacrifice your son, Isaac, and Lo and behold, there's a ram right there. But notice what he said. This is God. This is God's provision. Sometimes people, we get too natural. And I'm not talking about spiritualizing everything to an extreme degree. But I'm telling you, God works in very natural ways. Where you're going along and all of a sudden, it seems like what a coincidence and this opportunity rises. What a coincidence and this money comes. And, and like one, we heard a testimony earlier tonight about the person who, was, uh, who really needed more than 50 bucks. But they were given 50 bucks and when they were about to go spend it or think this is for this particular need, they said, no, that's a seed. They said, I was praying for money to give too. And they gave and got 500 Do you think the 500 was connected I'm convinced it was yeah but the Lord sees and this ram was going what was the ram doing the day before (laughs) well he was walking along the mountain I guess and going around and going around but God was supernaturally directing the ram he was guiding that ram step why Because he knew, he saw in advance what would happen. He knew that Abraham was going to need him. And the Lord knows what you're going to need tomorrow. The Lord knows what you're going to say, but I need it today. The Lord knows what you need today. And let's, let's believe that today our provision is already here. That God has already made the way. And we just need to look up and see what God has provided. Praise God. He doesn't miss a beat. He's always providing. There's never a day where he doesn't do it. And, and, and man, there's, there's other lessons in here. And I've kind of, I hope I'm not going too long. Is everybody okay? The ones that say amen, they're okay. <laughs> but there is a, I believe there is a connection here with Abraham going where the Lord told him. In other words, if I'm ignoring the voice of God and I'm just doing everything because I want to, God has made provision for me in His plan. And so when I follow His voice, I follow the provider around, I know I'm going to run into His provision. But if I ignore when the Lord prompts and, and speaks and, 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 and talks to me about doing certain things, then I'm going away from the ram. Yep, yep. See, the ram is there where he leads me. Amen. This is why it's, it's important to, to recognize some of these principles. Mm. Maybe I'll come back to that next week again. <laughs> there, there, there's more, more to say about that. And uh, I don't want us to get into the mindset, though, like, ah, no wonder, I've just been missing God. (laughs) Listen, we we don't want to get out into where we point all of our fingers back at ourselves and think, oh, yeah, I don't qualify for this now. No, you're still a child of God. If you have areas where you know that you have missed it, that God wants you to do something different, then you make adjustments and go there. But you don't beat yourself up saying, well, I'm out of money, so I'm totally out of God's will. No, that will eat up your faith. That eats up your confidence before God. Okay? If there's something I know to do, I should do it. If I don't know to do it, He's my provider right here and right now. Everybody with me in that? And sometimes people think, well, there's always something wrong. There's always areas I, I, I've missed it. Well, certainly we've all missed it, but if that's the qualifier again, then none of this even matters, because if you have to be perfect to get this, then we've missed the point. But when I know to do something, I do that. If I don't know to do anything different, thank God I'm right in the center of His perfect will and plan. I'm in the place of God's grace and provision for my life. Does 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 that make sense? You know that Psalm 23 in verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That tells me when I'm following my shepherd, everything is taken care of. And so I shouldn't really be looking to just make all of my decisions on my own. I'm just going through life, doing whatever I want to do. No, the more I follow Him, the less want. The less I have lack in my life and I won't have you turn here either but just to finish up here tonight uh, you know the scripture the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 6 remember that it says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him remember God is pleased by what besides my wife (laughs) thank you she has to say that another rest of you could follow her lead (laughs) faith is what pleases god i really believe god gets excited when we step out and start to and start to believe him for things you know uh interesting when uh I've told you about some of my conversation with Keith Moore after our meeting the other night, a few weeks ago. If something was very interesting to me, and it, this just reminded me of it right now, but when he, when he found out that we were believing God for a new building, I, was, I took note. He was gener, genuinely excited as soon as he heard it. He was like, you guys believe in for a new building? And I could see it was in his eyes. He was like, he was all excited about that. And I know I know he's been there and done the same thing. But I thought, just now as I'm talking, that's the way God is. That's the way he is. That's what pleases him. We think God's pleasing when I work real hard. God's pleased when you believe real good. <laughs> God's pleased when you trust him and you put your focus and scope on him. You trust him. That's when God paying attention now listen I don't think God really is so excited now he's not disappointed either I don't think he gets real excited if I get a new car I don't think he gets real excited if I get some extra you know if I have lots of dough I don't think he's super excited about me getting something like that I really believe he's excited and thrilled with the faith that I'm operating in when I get it. The thing, I mean, I think it's just neutral. It's just a thing. I mean, he's happy if I'm happy. He's happy if you're happy, if you enjoy it. I think he's happy to that degree. But I, what I see in his word, it's when a person believes him for something. That's what turns him on. That's what gets him. That's what he's pleased with. That's why I I really think there should be no idle days in our in our believing lives, where we don't ever take days off. My needs are met. Got a good flow of money coming in and out. My bills are paid, and things are going pretty well. I'm able to tithe. I'm able to do a little bit, uh, do extra. I'm able to give some offerings. Relax. Don't do it. (laughs) no my faith in my faith life I should never relax like that it's not about just getting what I need it's about using the faith of God inside of me that's what God is pleased with it's not just connected to my needs being met I should be living and operating in faith for finances for the rest of my life well, I only got, I'm, you know, I'm 94 and I'm not going to be, believe God for a bunch of stuff before you leave. Why? For the stuff? Not really for the stuff. For the faith. Because that's what pleases God. When people stretch, when people step out, they get into the, into the realm where only God can come through and if He doesn't, you're going to fall on your face. He likes that. When people step out there, come on now. Amen. And this is all about us getting our focus. Focusing on Him. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. I believe He's going to give us some good stuff along these lines over the next couple of weeks as well. And so come ready. And, uh, and let's put these things into practice. Let's magnify the Lord. All things are possible with Him. Father, thank You tonight. Thank You for Your goodness. Thank You for Your grace in our lives. For Your mercy. Lord, for those of us who have missed it and we've fallen short in various areas, Lord, we do receive your forgiveness. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us and washes us. We believe that we're, that we're right with you because of what Jesus has done. But, Lord, we, we purpose in our hearts today not, not to look to the arm of the flesh, not to limit you by what we see in us or what we see in others. But, Lord, we magnify you in all we do. We say all things are possible with you and, therefore, to us as believers. Thank you for your help tonight. Thank you for doing great things in us, for enabling us to rise up and come out of difficult and challenging financial circumstances. Father, for those who have come tonight who have never been born again.